This is the story of an act of bravery so extreme, it would be too unbelievable as a work of fiction. Welcome to American Esoterica. If history class gives you the barbecue dinner, this is the moist towelette at the end. The essential stuff in between. The personalities, events, and other ephemera that shape our history and culture. I'm Brian Powers. Born in Arkansas in 1919 and raised by his sister in Omaha after his parents died, Charles Jackson French enlisted in the Navy in 1937 in the Steward Messman branch which had the only roles available to African-American men at the time. Desegregation of the military wouldn't come until 1948, so French took what was available to him and served his first enlistment as a mess attendant third class, where his job entailed serving and cleaning up after meals for white sailors. After his four-year tour was up, he went home to Omaha in 1941. His retirement from the Navy wouldn't last very long. Four days after the bombing at Pearl Harbor, French re-enlisted as a steward's mate, first class. He was assigned to the high-speed transport ship, the USS Gregory, in March of 1942, and it sped full steam into the Pacific Theater. On the inky black night of September 4, 1942, the USS Gregory and a sister ship had just transferred a Marine battalion to a local island and were patrolling the waters near the Allied Control Island of Guadalcanal when they spotted three Japanese destroyers firing their guns. Before they could choose to engage or quietly leave for safety, a Navy pilot who also saw the gunfire dropped flares on what he thought was a Japanese submarine. Instead, the flares landed immediately next to the two American ships, silhouetting them in the dark and alerting the Japanese ships to their presence. Within three minutes of the flare drop, the USS Douglas was dead in the water and beginning to sink, on fire and with burst boilers decimated by Japanese shelling. At 1.23 a.m., the order had been given to abandon ship, and the surviving crew members all wound up in the water. The danger wasn't even close to over yet. The Japanese crews began firing again, but not aimed at the wounded ships they began shelling the sailors struggling to stay afloat in the dark waters. One such sailor, Ensign Robert Adrian, badly wounded, was pulled aboard a raft, and through damaged eyes, he saw something incredible. The man only known to him as French was gathering wounded sailors and piling them onto a raft. With 15 sailors aboard the raft as it started to drift towards a Japanese-controlled island, French grabbed a rope and tied it around his waist. Then, he started to swim. Adrian protested, telling French to get out of the shark-infested waters. But French responded that he was more afraid of the Japanese, who were still firing upon the survivors. Rather than let the raft float towards a Japanese-occupied island or stay within range of the guns, French chose to tow the raft holding 15 sailors, using only his considerable strength and swimming skill. According to Adrian, all French asked of him was, just tell me if I'm going the right way. French continued to swim through deadly shark-infested waters 
towing that raft with 15 sailors on it, determined to get them out of harm's way. As Japanese bullets rained down around him, as he felt on at least one occasion, the fins of sharks brushing against his feet as he kicked. Charles Jackson French swam on for the next six to eight hours. After sunrise, when French had pulled them well clear of the islands and out to sea, a spotter plane noticed them and radioed in a rescue. The sailor who wasn't allowed to be anything other than a servant, one who wasn't even allowed to swim alongside his fellow sailors during training in a segregated Navy, had saved the lives of more than a dozen compatriots. When the sailors were picked up, the badly wounded were immediately removed to a hospital, while the remainder were sent to a rest camp, where French recalled that he was ordered to remain separate from the white sailors. To his surprise, however, the white sailors from the raft and other shipmates refused to let him be taken from them. They held fast and the authorities relented. French would stay with his white crewmates. All he had to do was swim all night towing them to safety, but maybe they figured out something fundamental that night. In a world that was clinging to any sign of hope, the story of Charles Jackson French preceded him back home to Omaha, which greeted him with a hero's welcome. He toured in support of war bonds and even had a calendar and bubblegum trading cards made in his honor. Based on Ensign Adrian's report of the incident, French was nominated for the Navy Cross, the second highest possible honor. Instead, all he received for his efforts was an official letter of commendation from Admiral William Halsey for his bravery in swimming for, quote, two hours. Even the heroism of the act was minimized in the very award given for it. He came home from the war a damaged man. Depressed and alcoholic, he fell victim to the neglect of a country that didn't yet understand how to care for its veterans. But true legends never really die. His name began to resurface in the context of swimming, with his efforts being recognized by the International Swimmers Hall of Fame. That exhibit led to a retired Navy couple seeking to learn more, which brought them to the children of Robert Adrian, who were set on fulfilling their late father's dying wish to see French honored in the highest way. After attracting public and government attention, their efforts began to pay off in 2022. In May that year, French received the Navy and Marine Corps Medal posthumously, and a training pool in San Diego was named after him. In June of that year, after a measure introduced by the Nebraska Congressional Delegation, President Obama renamed an Omaha post office in his honor. The biggest honor is still yet to come, however. The Secretary of the Navy announced on January 10th 2024, that a future Arleigh Burke-class guided missile destroyer will be christened the USS Charles J. French. May that proud ship be as adept at keeping sailors out of harm's way as her incredible namesake. This has been American Esoterica. All sounds are made by me, Brian Powers. Did I get it wrong? Did I get it right? Just want to talk about that time you swam 10 whole laps without stopping? Drop me a note. The address is yell at AmericanEsoterica.com. Thank you for listening, 
and God bless America.